Hello, I'm Peter Parker and I'd like to welcome you to the sixth podcast in our series of recordings about the GDPR. I'm joined by my colleague Sue King and together we will be exploring the issues around transferring personal data to group companies, other organisations and outside the EU. Sue, does the GDPR really change anything in respect of these activities? Well, Pete, although the basic principles of data privacy still hold true, there are some fundamental differences that will impact on the transfer of data once GDPR goes live. Arguably, the biggest change is the extended jurisdiction of the GDPR, as it applies to all organisations processing the personal data of data subjects residing in the Union, regardless of its location, which may be outside of the EU. So this has led to new rules regarding the transfer of data within and outside member states, and we shall be looking at them fairly briefly in a minute. However, I think most organisations are more likely to be concerned about the rules surrounding data sharing and transfer within the UK, either to third-party organisations or their group companies. The rules regarding international transfer will not apply in such circumstances, but the sharing and transfer of personal data is an act of processing, and therefore organisations must ensure they are undertaking the activity lawfully. We've previously discussed the initial processes for preparing for GDPR, and we've advised organisations to start off with an information audit. This is an ideal opportunity for an organisation to identify who it shares its data with and the way in which the data transfer and sh or sharing is processed. I think it's also worth noting that if, during this process, you identify data that has already been shared with another organisation and it's inaccurate, then you're under an obligation to notify that organisation so that they can update their records too. Okay, so, so what should organisations be doing differently to comply with GDPR? Well, thank you, Pete, because that is a difficult question to answer. Uh, it depends on the level of safeguards the organisation currently has in place. In some cases, it may be a question of simply checking the wording of existing privacy notices and consents. In other cases, new privacy statements will need to be put in place and organisations will need to think carefully about the grounds for transferring data. You mentioned privacy statements, which I believe are also called privacy notices, consents and grounds for transferring data. Can you tell us a bit more about what organisations should be looking out for in terms of transferring data? Well, in terms of privacy statements, or as you say, they're also called notices, much of the information you should supply in the notice under GDPR is consistent with obligations under current DP law. But there is more you're explicitly required to provide. The privacy notice must be concise, it must be transparent, intelligible and easily accessible. So it's normally posted on the website of the organisation and sometimes specifically passed to the data subject. I don't really intend to run through all the requirements of a privacy statement now, as that's been covered in other podcasts. However, in terms of data sharing and transfer of data, the privacy statement should contain the purpose of the processing and the lawful basis for processing, which should include the lawful basis upon which information will be shared and or passed on to third parties.
it should include the legitimate interest of a third party, details of recipients or categories of recipients of the personal detail, uh, personal data, sorry, and details of transfers to a third country and the safeguards that are in place in order to facilitate that transfer. So now let's look at grounds for transferring data. In all cases, organisations must have a lawful basis for processing data, which includes the sharing and the transfer of the personal data. Consent of the data subject is only one of a number of lawful basis, and if an organisation is relying on consent to share and transfer data, it should remember that that consent must be specific, unambiguous and freely given. However, as we've heard in a previous podcast, organisations can rely on other lawful bases to process data apart from consent. For example, where processing is necessary for the purposes of its own legitimate interests or those of a third party, or where the organisation is complying with a legal obligation. Organisations at the same time should also be mindful of the higher bar set for processing sensitive personal data, referred to as special categories of data in the GDPR. This includes genetic and biometric data along with existing categories of data which are racial or ethnic origin, political opinions, religious beliefs, trade union activities, physical or mental health and sexual life. Personal data relating to criminal convictions and offences is no longer included but other statutory safeguards do exist regarding processes, processing of that category of data. So in a nutshell, most organisations will have to rely on explicit consent of the data subject to process sensitive personal data, including the transfer and sharing of such data, unless it can be shown it is necessary for carrying out obligations of the organisation under employment, social security or social protection law or a collective agreement, or necessary to protect the vital interest of the data subject or another person where the data subject is physically or legally incapable of giving consent. Thanks, Sue. Um, In terms of sharing and transferring data both in and outside the UK, we can now see that organisations must be clear and transparent about who they plan to share personal data with and why, and what legitimate basis they are processing data for that purpose and the special circumstances surrounding the conditions for sharing and transferring sensitive personal data. Can you tell us a little about the type of records organisations should be keeping in regard to transfer of data under the GDPR? Yes, Pete, there are some new requirements under GDPR which relate to data processing in general, but also more specifically to the transfer of data. Organisations with more than 250 employees must maintain specific internal records of processing activities, while if there are less than 250 employees, they are only required to maintain records of activities relating to higher risk processing. The new internal records of processing activities must include, among other things, details of categories of recipients of personal data and details of transfers to third countries, including documentation of the transfer mechanism safeguards in place. Organisations should clearly record the safeguards they have in place when transferring data to other organisations, whether they're in the UK or further afield. 
This may include any due diligence undertaken with regard to the systems in place for processing data at the third party organisation, information from third parties regarding their use of the data, assurances and undertakings regarding compliance with lawful data processing, including the purpose for which the data is held and their retention destruction policies, and technical safeguards such as encryption and password protection. Finally, Sue, shall we take a look at the duties on an organisation when transferring personal data outside of the EU? Yes, uh, needless to say, Pete, there are a number of safeguards to transferring data outside the EU. In the first instance, transfers may be made where the European Commission has decided a third country ensures an adequate level of protection. Secondly, transfers may be made where the organisation receiving the data has provided adequate safeguards. This means arrangements that allow for individual rights to be enforceable with effective legal remedies. Such standards will almost always involve some form of statutory protection in the recipient country. The GDPR limits the organisation's ability to transfer personal data outside the EU where it's based on the organisation's own assessment of adequacy of the protection afforded by the third party. GDPR does provide exceptions from the general prohibition on transfers, where, where it is generally for the benefit of the data subject. These exceptions are where it is made with the individual's or the data subject's informed consent, or the transfer is necessary for the performance of a contract between the data subject and the organisation or for pre-contractual steps taken at the individual's request or where it's necessary for the performance of a contract made in the interests of the individual between the controller and another person. It's necessary for important reasons of public interest or for the establishment, exercise or defence of legal claims or to protect the vital interest of the data subject other persons where the data subject is not physically or legally capable of giving consent, or where it's made from a register which under UK or EU law is intended to provide information to the public. So, as you can see, most of these exceptions are either revolve around the data subject giving consent or them being for the benefit of the data subject in any event. And it's just worth noting that the first three exceptions are not available for the activities of public authorities in the exercise of their public powers. So needless to say, it will be important for organisations transferring data outside the EU to carefully record the safeguards in place with regard to that tr data transfer and the basis on which they are allowing that transfer. Thank you, Sue, for that summary regarding transferring data outside of the EU. It seems clear to me it's a specialist subject and I would suggest that any organisation in a position who is transferring data outside of the EU should really be seeking specific legal advice on its obligations under the GDPR. This also applies where an organisation operates in more than one EU state and or carries out cross-border processing in the EU. Yes, Pete. Um, I also understand that you've done some work on data mapping. So just before we finish, could you explain how that may assist organisations to identify issues around data transfer? Of course, yes, Sue. Um, 
The GDPR applies to law firms like Wrigley's as much as it does any other organisation. And one of the pieces of work that we've done to help get us fit for GDPR has been an exercise to understand what data comes into the firm, what happens to it when it's inside the firm, and then what happens when it leaves the firm. And inevitably that mapping exercise has helped us elicit who we share personal data with. So I would thoroughly recommend any organisation to undertake a data mapping exercise so they can understand the third parties who they interact with and therefore the third parties who they're very likely to be sharing personal data with. Well, thank you, Pete, and thank you for listening to this podcast on transferring data, and we look forward to you joining us next week to discuss what happens if you're in breach of the GDPR.